This program is a collaboration of personal opinions and individual free thought. It does not represent the views or narrative of the mainstream corporate media hacks. Viewer discretion is advised. And here we go. From the bell tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, happy weekend. Hello, Here, beautiful bell breakers. We are back for Woo! your weekend wrap-up. Wrapping up your weekend here on the Be- Break the Bell podcast. Feels good. It does. It does. It was a quite the weekend, a long weekend, to be it exact. Was. It was. Um, I took a two-day vacation Thursday and Friday, and it was the longest two days of my freaking life. <laughs> so I drove all five hours to St. Louis, and then went to a baseball game. And then went to the arch, and then went to a campground, and then went the next day went canoeing and shopping with my. It was just me and my son. Took a little mini vacation, and then five hours back, and it was just like, holy shit, that was a long two days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, in the process of that, we got all the way like a half an hour south, and my my vehicle broke down. So my wife had to come pick me up in her vehicle, and we went back and borrowed my in-laws' vehicle and drove back. So I. It was it was a long it was fun it was great the yeah. game was awesome thirteen to zero blowout it's insane and um, but other than that the weekend was just then I went and fixed my truck today and yeah. got it from a half an hour away so it's just been a long weekend so this is kind of my vacation right here doing this show <laughs> how was your weekend uh you know just uh, keep plugging away at the house and then uh, had a pool party yesterday and fortunately it stopped raining long enough to enjoy that and then. Uh, and then we, we hung out last night. Yeah, my 11-year-old, so. we drove right into a nasty storm on the way back from St. Louis, about an hour south of here. And the sky did turn a little green, and it was concerning. It was, like, yeah. downpouring, and it was, like, strobe lights. But my 11-year-old son was like, oh, my God, it looks like we're driving into the Grinch's butthole. <laughs> I was like, that's one way to put it, I guess. Wow. <laughs> I, I didn't never looked at it that way but you but you will now forever yes, forever <laughs> anytime i drive into like a green storm it is now forever the grinch's butthole <laughs> did you get experience the grinch's butthole this week i did a little bit yes mm-hmm. yeah you just experienced a little bit of his butthole just, just not, a little not, yeah, you didn't just, get deep just in kind the, of the rim you didn't get deep in the butthole just <laughs> no, a little bit just, just just the rim of it so <laughs> fair enough how's everybody doing out there it has been a week uh we are back doing this weekend wrap-up. We were back yeah. doing it full-time. I wasn't sure if I was even going to get to do it because of my vehicle issues, but yeah. we made it work. We did this for you, so be happy. Be freaking happy already. <laughs> um, are you happy? I, I'm ecstatic. Okay, yes. good. That, yeah. That's all that matters to me is that Bill's happy. I do the show for Bill. It's really kind of a, uh, like, um, a... Uh, I don't know, a counseling session for you? Sure, okay. Like, like we just can talk through your problems and right. humanity, and I, I can talk you off the ledge <laughs> in real time for everybody to hear. Yeah. yeah. So what is, what is ailing you this week, Bill? 
Oh man, I'm telling you. No. I just uh up too late last night, you know, drinking and, and hanging out, which isn't a bad thing at all. No, so. and then you come here and fall asleep during the middle of a podcast. <laughs> you look very comfortable. I, I haven't fallen asleep in, 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 in a year or so. <laughs> you haven't fallen asleep that we've caught you in a year or so. That's but right. You, you kind of prop your head up and you're just like, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> We got a, a few things to cover this weekend. Um, a few things went down during during the week in the in the name of the news. But before we do, obviously, we got to mention our sponsor, which is Run Your Mouth Coffee. Always Run Your Mouth Coffee because we always run our mouth and I am always drinking coffee. It is like my primary source of hydration. Um, if I'm ever uh, out hot and sweaty and, and thirsty, I turn to coffee because it's my life source. I know my body is like, no, drink water. But <laughs> Run Your Mouth Coffee tells me to that I have the right to drink coffee yes. when I am dehydrated. <laughs> and you can tell anybody who says not to drink coffee to screw off. <laughs> yes, yes, we have the right to do that. Yes. Um, Run Your Mouth Coffee uh, is a coffee company obviously but they also promote or and support your right to free speech your right to be able to run your mouth do a show like this and say all the things that people don't want you to say or at least the powers to be don't want you to expose and without fear of getting kicked off without fear of uh, your your family's disowning you and stuff. Yes. They just support your right to free speech, and we love that about them, and we love their coffee. So go to rymcoffee.com, tell them we sent you by using the promo code BREAKTHEBELL, and you'll get 10% off your purchase, and that's a freaking awesome deal, plus free shipping, which is even better. Yeah. Um, all for saying that we sent you there. Drink delicious coffee, support free speech. Doesn't get better than that. Doesn't. Not nothing more American than that. Not at all. Uh, make sure you check us out all over social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Break the Bell Pod. Um, like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you go down to the bottom and hit that subscribe button and the like button because we're trying to build this thing back up to where our old Nukes channel got. Um, We'll get there. We will get there, and we can only do that with your help. So I feel like we need to do like a telethon type thing. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Can we count on you for your subscription? Yes, Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> um, we will call, cold call your house if we don't start getting subscriptions. Yes. We, so, we will mention so your name on, on air yes. if you subscribe. Well, we should start cold calling on the show. That would be, be like, perfect. Hey, have you, have you heard of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, <laughs> and the Break the Bell podcast? Right. Specifically the Break the Bell podcast, yeah. so... Um, <laughs> Even if you're not on YouTube right now, go to YouTube and hit the subscribe button. Even if you hate YouTube, just do us the favor by hitting that like and subscribe button. Whatever social media platform you're on, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Because that's what gets us to be able to do bigger and better things. And that's that's what we want to do. We want to have a, we want to expand our reach. We want to be able to uh, spread the joy and the love and cheer that we have on this show uh, to the, to the edge... Uh, Uttermost edges of the galaxy yes. is our ultimate goal, Absolutely. obviously. So we, we love you to the moon and back. Exactly. So <laughs> so do that. Like, share, subscribe. Um, we have a new show. If you are unfamiliar, we do our main show on Monday night still. We do our weekend wrap-up somewhere on the weekends. Usually. Um, mostly Sunday nights. But now I have uh, started a co-op a collaborative with... My brother from the System is Down podcast, Dan Smoss of the System is Down podcast, 
called Two Scoops. It's a morning show. It's short form for you people that are ADD and can't sit through the long form shows, the, the two hour shows that we drag you through on Mondays or the one hour shows we drag you through on the weekends. If you're like, man, I really like you guys, but I can't make it through a, that long of a show. We have something for you, and it's in the mornings, tentatively Tuesdays and Thursday mornings at 7, but we reserve the right to say when we feel like it. So some mornings that may not be there, but for the most part, Tuesday and Thursday mornings at 7 a.m., you can join me and my brother live for Two Scoops, where we give you some of the most ridiculous takes on morning news that we can, because we're taking over in the morning. We already have kind of the prime time segment taken over so we're going after the morning airwaves too so if you want something to enjoy while you get yourself ready to go take on your wonderful day of work join us for uh the two scoop show like i said tuesday and thursday mornings live at 7 p.m or 7 a.m i'm so used to saying 7 p.m 7 a.m central standard time it's a it's a fun time did you did you catch the last one we did uh, I did actually was it, with it, Hillary. Was it was yes. it enjoyable for you? It was, yeah. yeah. Would you I, recommend I, it to your friends and family? I would. Yeah, good. I, I, I actually, I, yeah, I listened to it while I was uh, working out. So you see, good. yeah, I mean, you got your workout time. Yeah, you got your like wake up and don't feel like talking to people and drinking your coffee time. I mean, that's the mood I'm in when I'm yeah. at that point. It's like I don't fucking want to talk. I just want to drink coffee. So why don't I? podcast while i'm doing that that makes sense yeah so it's perfect like wake up because otherwise you'd just be listening to somebody else so you might as well just do it. yeah i mean would you rather watch good morning america who the fuck even watches that anymore so yeah come watch two scoops 7 a.m tuesday and thursday mornings live you had referenced our um our show monday or tuesday where we talked about uh, the oklahoma city bombing yes did you see uh, Homeland has re- uh, released uh, um, these militia, violent extremist guidelines or things to look for? No. You haven't. It's coming. Yes. It's coming yes. as we so predicted. They, yeah, they released this document, and on there, um, there's uh, certain symbols to look for, such as the- uh, Send the, that to me. We'll yeah. start with that. Oh, okay. I will do that then. Bill's well. like, you know, we're doing this weekend news. I got this really good news, but I'm not <laughs> going to share it for the weekend news. Well, I news. just remembered it. All, All right. right. I well, just send, send that it to my you. way. All right, so improv, because we don't prepare anyway, so no, we might no, as well I- improvise. So this is from the Federal Bureau of Investigations. It looks pretty official. There's a pretty official uh, little heading up there, so it's got to be official, right? Absolutely. Let me pull this up in another tab so I can zoom in on it. So it says, summary, the following symbols are used by anti-government or anti-authority violent extremists, specifically militia violent extremists, um, MVE or militia violent extreme. So anytime we say MVE from That's now what on, that means. militia violent extremists, symbols are often found on propaganda, online platforms, memes, those dirty, pesky, scary yes. memes out there, uh, merchandise, group logos, flags, tattoos, uniforms, etc., etc., Widespread use of symbols and quotes from American history, especially the Revolutionary War, exist within MVE networks. Historic and contemporary military themes are common for MVE symbols. Why so is this? You... I'm, this isn't even pulled up. I'm reading it. And nobody can see it right now. What the fuck? All right. There. So now, now you can't uh, reference Ben Franklin? No, right? because that's... <laughs> All right. So here's some of the symbols. Boogaloo alludes to the film 
Breakin' 2, Electric Boogaloo, used by some MVEs to refer to a violent uprising or impending Second Civil War. Uh, the Punisher School. We kind of knew some, a lot of yeah. these. And I, I have hats with Punisher Skulls. Well, yeah, because you're an MVE. Yeah, of course. Anarcho-capitalist, or ANCAP, an ideology ha- held by some MVEs advocating for the state to be eliminated or minim- minimized, and that public services be provided by private companies competing in a free market. All right, so you, if you're an ANCAP or an an- anarcho-capitalist, anarcho-capitalist, whatever you, anarcho-capitalist, yeah. whatever you call it, that doesn't make you a, mil- a militia violent extremist. Just to say, I don't believe in the fucking government. Right. I don't believe in any government. Yeah. Guess what? We say it all the time. Absolutely. I'm not... Violent extremist in any no. way. I have. I mean, yes, I own weapons for my own self protection, but I have not joined any militia that I'm going to tell you about. Um, <laughs> I feel like you're digging this hole. <laughs> anyway, I, it, it's so reaching here to be like, you know, these guys believe in the elimination or minimization of the government, so yeah. they must be violent extremists. Right. I mean, wouldn't that fall under like libertarians? <clears throat> yes. Yes, it would. Um, <laughs> warrior culture, military themes, both historical and contemporary, i.e., Spartans or Valhalla. So, if you so see like the, any veteran out there, yeah, that's the Spartan helmet here. Yeah. That's an MVE symbol. Um, the black flag, an all white or all black, the black and white or all black American flag is used by some. There's a freaking gnat in here. Um, used by some to indicate no quarter shall be given. 2A, MVEs justify their existence with the Second Amendment due to the mention of well-regulated militia, as well as the right to bear arms. Electrical resistance symbol. I've never seen somebody put the symbol for a resistor (laughs) as a way (laughs) to identify violent extremism. Kind of makes me feel dirty at work now. Yeah, I know. How many? I, I we put that symbol or see that symbol at work constantly, and so apparently we were <laughs> provoking <laughs> violence. Um, there's the "Don't Tread on Me" flag or the Gadsden flag. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the Liberty Tree. It was a famous elm tree in Boston near the Boston Commons in 1765. Colonists in Boston staged the first act of defiance against the British government at that tree. Or there's the Betsy Ross flag. Did you know the Betsy Ross flag was a symbol of violent extremism? I did not know that. I didn't know these violent extremists were using this such propaganda, but apparently yes. this is the thing. We're going to have to keep our eye out. And all you dirty libertarians out there that are flying your Gadsden flags, I no longer associate with you because clearly you are violent extremists. Check out page two of that. I That's what I'm oh, Okay, okay. Because... I was thinking of our our podcast Tuesday, and I saw this, and I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) All right, so this is the second page of this. This is, again, on official FBI internal use only. So, I mean, we're breaking the law already. (laughs) Common phrases and references. I can't even read those. Oh, there's the where tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty. I have a shirt that says this on it. Yeah. I think you got it for me, I think I did, too. I set you up. (laughs) (laughs) We are everywhere, and... Expect us. I like. I'm having a hard time. It's so blurry. Like whoever scanned this yeah. didn't flatten out the image. Let's scroll down to where there's the three percenters. We know about them being a militia movement, supposedly. American contingency, Oath Keepers, Lightfoot Militia. 
Uh, significant events MVEs may reference. Oh, great. <laughs> Fantastic. Number one, Ruby Ridge. What did we talk about last week, first and primarily? Ruby Ridge. What was the second one we talked about? Waco. There it is. And what's the third we talked about? <laughs> Oklahoma City. <laughs> Timothy McVeigh is on here. Notable attacks or criminal activity that inspire uh, <laughs> Timothy McVeigh, the Crusaders. What I thought it was the Crusades. I was like, are you no. serious? Um, the, apparently in 2016... Three MVEs were arrested for planning to conduct an IED attack on the apartment complex in Garden City, Kansas. I did not know Where that. Muslim immigrants from Somalia lived and worshipped. I did not mm. know that. I didn't either. And also Steve Carey. I can't even read that. It's apparently in 2020, two ambush-style attacks uh, occurred against security personnel and law enforcement officers, and two were killed and three were injured. All right, and then there's this timeline, but I'm not going to read it because yeah, I can't really freaking see it. So there you go. If you reference such things as <laughs> Ruby Ridge and Waco, if you speak of notable attacks such as Timothy McVeigh and the, the Oklahoma City bo- bombing, or if you fly the Betsy Ross or Don't Tread on Me flags, yes. Wear a may Punisher be, symbol or quote, or quote the Founding Fathers. You may or may not be an MVE or a, what did they call it? Military? Militia, militia violent, violent extremist. Uh, maybe we are, and we just don't know it. Is right? it possible to be a violent extremist without knowing it? I, I you know, I think so. Like I think subconsciously, so. we're violent extremists. Yeah, it must be a new pandemic. But what if? Now, what if? What if this all backfires on the FBI? And people like us that don't realize that we are violent extremists see this, and we're like, "Oh yeah, I checked that box. Right. Uh, yeah, I." Maybe I am a violent extremist, <laughs> and then all of a sudden we turn violent extremists because right. because they told they can, us that's they, what we yeah, were. Yeah, they told us yeah. it, so we must be that now. I'm, so yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, it sucks for everybody out there because um, the FBI did this. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, this has got to be. I bet you some of the FBI guys follow into this. <laughs> Probably. I <laughs> bet you a lot, a lot of law enforcement wear the Punisher stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's why they were doing away with a lot of the Punisher logos because it yeah. represented like police brutality. Yeah. You and know, shit. Marvel Comics has gotten rid of the Punisher logo, mm-hmm. so so I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. Um, <laughs> if you want to hear more of our violent extremism, go to last <laughs> check out last week's episode where we spoke with uh, Senior Jose of the No Way Jose podcast about some of the uh, violent extremism of the '90s, some of the the um, mistrust and anti-government movements of the 1990s, specifically like the militia movements and stuff. So we just kind of briefly talked about all these things. We didn't really deep dive into no. a lot of them. No. But it's a lot of interesting connections yeah. to the 90s that we look at today and we're like, yeah, oh, that's kind of going on now, too. Yeah. yeah. So the fact that they're putting all the shit out there and like, keep a watch out for this. It's just like they're they, building up. They're, they're they obviously yeah. building up. They, they're something. probably listening to our show and be like, yep, check. Check. <laughs> they just need to listen to our show to come up with their list. Yeah, that's exactly what was happening. So let's get into some of the news that we actually planned to talk about. <laughs> uh, I mentioned that the car bombing in Russia. This is from the Associated, uh, Associated Press. The title is Car Blast Kills the Daughter of Russia's known of a Russian Known as Putin's Brain. <laughs> so damn it, the extremist killed Putin's brain's daughter. <laughs> Wouldn't that be like the amygdala? (laughs) I don't know. Let's pull this one up. 
says the daughter of an influential Russian political theorist, often referred to as Putin's brain, was killed in a a car bombing on the outskirts of Moscow, authorities said on Sunday. This is kind of scary to me because, uh, again, this shit happens in third world countries. Nobody thinks anything of it unless, like, some foreign diplomat gets killed and then we're all up in arms over it. But normally we're just like, eh, another car bomb went off. But this... Seems pretty connected to, I don't know, this like war that might be going on yeah, between that, Ukraine that and Russia. I mean, I'm not saying Ukraine is responsible for it, and it very well could be a, a, like a false flag attack. Right. Or maybe Putin's brain pissed off Putin, and right. so he went after his daughter. Or, I, I mean, they're thinking this was actually uh, geared towards like kind of targeting. Putin's brain, that's what I'm going to keep calling him. Putin wanted to blow his brain up. Um, (laughs) No, the guy they consider Putin's brain, they think he was the guy being targeted. That makes sense. And then his daughter just happens to be in the vehicle. Wrong place, wrong time. You see it in movies all the time. Yeah. Says the Moscow branch of the Russian Investigation Committee said preliminary information indicated 29-year-old TV commentator Daria Dagina was killed by an explosive planted in the SUV she was driving Saturday night. Hmm. I mean... Do we have to think, like, just assume that they were going after Putin's brain? Or um, maybe they just didn't like this lady yeah, on TV. Right. She was a public figure, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe someone saw a report. Or maybe she was investigating something she wasn't supposed to be. or And, yeah, somebody decided to offer. There's definitely something here. And it's not going to end well for anybody. No. Because even it, whether it was uh, Ukrainians... Which I don't think Ukrainians would get all the way into no. Moscow to pull this no, shit off. Not Russian soil. Whether it was this, God forbid, the CIA, or whether it was Putin uh, taking out one of his own. Like right. maybe it was somebody that was kind of outspoken towards the end. Even though this guy supposedly was very supportive of the war in Ukraine, he's very right. he's like had Putin's back the whole time. You know, maybe Putin did get like super paranoid at the. Yeah. I mean, look at. Uh, who was it? Stalin yeah, was Stalin. always yeah. always fucking paranoid, always yeah. taking out his own like yeah. right hand men and that's stuff. That's true. And so you just never know. But even if that's the case, he's not gonna come out and fess up and be like, "Yeah, I took yeah, the bastard right. out." Yeah. He's gonna be like, "No, it's those dirty Ukrainians yeah. and they're Nazis, right. obviously." Well, I mean, to be honest, if he took out the brain, I mean, he'd be like, "Yeah, there were some problems. I'd take him out." But because he missed, he has to say it was somebody else, right? Well, I don't even think he'd come out and say he took out the brain. <laughs> this is. Just... I, I think. He, he, the last thing he said to him was, I just wish you good health. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It says, uh, let's see. There was no immediate claim of responsibility, but the bloodshed gave rise to suspicion that the intended target was her father, Alexander Dugan, a nationalist philosopher and writer. Oh, I know him. You know him. I mean, not personally, but I... I know I, him! <laughs> no, um, yeah, he is, um, yeah, he's very right-wing, uh, vant- very uh, anti-homosexual. Um, yes, he, uh, yes. Maybe the gays took him out. Can, uh, and that's can a possibility, yes. Can we just exclude the fact that maybe possibly the yeah. gays took him I, out? I watched a report on him uh, from Glenn Beck. And he said that he thought he was basically the Antichrist. Glenn Beck thinks Dugan's Antichrist. Yes. Maybe Glenn Beck took him out. Glenn Beck could have. I mean... He's gotten up there. He's probably got a private army. (laughs) (laughs) 
Dugan is a prominent proponent of the Russian world concept, a spiritual and uh, political ideology that emphasizes traditional values, the restoration of Russia's power, and the unity of all ethnic Russians throughout the world. He is also a vehement supporter of Russian President Vladimir Putin's move sending troops into Ukraine. The explosion took place as his daughter was returning from a cultural festival she had attended with him. Russian media reports cited witnesses as saying the SUV belonged to Dugan and that he had decided at the last minute to travel in another vehicle. That's fucked Maybe up. Maybe he had yeah, his daughter I was going to say. It's like, no, no, no. Oh, so no, you no. want to date Chad, huh? <laughs> no, no, no. You take, you take the... The freaking Mercedes. Yeah. I'm gonna ride in the in the freaking uh, Beamer <laughs> yeah, over here. Right, yeah. She's like, "Are you sure, Dad? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I want you to have the nicer." Right. <laughs> the car bombing, unusual for Moscow, is likely to aggravate tensions between Russia and Ukraine. Yeah, really. Yeah, says Denis Pushilin, president of the separatist Donsk Republic, uh, the pro-Moscow region that is. A focus of Russia's fighting in Ukraine blamed the blast on terrorists of <clears throat> the Ukrainian regime trying to kill Alexander Dugin. Hmm. Uh, so you're you're going to see a lot of the the throwing back and forth. Yeah. It says uh, political analyst Abbas Galiamov, a former speechwriter for Putin, called the attack an act of intimidation aimed at the Kremlin loyalists. To them, he said, "This is a symbolic act demonstrating that hostilities." have been confidently transferred to the territory of Russia, which means that this is no longer an abstract war that you watch on TV. This is already happening in Russia. Not only Crimea is being bombed, but terrorist attacks are already being carried out in the Moscow uh, region. So they're already trying to play it up as... As this is a thing. Yeah. This is a big thing. Um, This is Ukrainians uh, trying to prove a point. This isn't something that you can just sit back and ignore while our country gets... I mean... I don't know what which side do you think is more yeah the culprit? I, I don't again I yeah I don't think Ukraine has the balls to try to pull something like this off I I really think that it's it's something in house It's either something in house or it's some foreign right. agency yeah, some most United like States some uh, Israeli other NATO yeah. type uh country that decided to get a dig in Yeah I, I mean I've got to think security in the region is ramped up enough to prevent some just some random Ukrainian from crossing the border, getting right. to, into Moscow, getting a bomb into some dignitary's vehicle like this, and then, oops, we blew up the wrong person. No, right. I, I really think it's probably either um, some Russian, maybe some, like, anti-Putin Russian. That's possible, yeah. Element, or some, like, foreign faction that wants to keep this war, like, it sparked this war even right. bigger than it already is. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. No, but I definitely feel, yeah, there's definitely more here. Is that not bothering you? It's landing on my fucking nose every five seconds. It's <laughs> pissing me off. So, there's that. Um, at the same time, speaking of possible tension with Russia, you know how we play these war games in, like, the eastern parts of Europe, and that kind of makes the Russians a little unhappy. And we put military personnel in like Poland and in Ukraine, and then Russia's like, you know what? If you're going to do that, I'm going to fucking attack Ukraine. Right. Well, we always uh, push this theory. You know what would happen if that were the Russians were to do that in the Western Hemisphere over here? Well, now we don't have to speculate anymore because this is happening, and we we. 
don't actually have to speculate because we saw it with Cuba. What did right. what happened when they started putting nukes in Cuba? We lost our fucking mind. So, and like we called that a, a crisis when they put nukes in Cuba. Right. But we're putting nukes in Poland, and we're supposed to be like, you know, this. That there's no problem here, guys. Like, right. why are they getting so upset about this? It's like we were pretty upset about it 50 years ago. Right. But apparently, um, Russians, Chinese, and Iranians are beginning military drills in Venezuela. Yes. Which still, that I mean, that's not that close. It's not like no. the Mexican border or Cuba. Right. But still, it's in our hemisphere now. Right. Um, so this is from. Arch, archide.com. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> it says uh, soldiers of the National Armed Force <clears throat> began this Saturday military maneuvers hand in hand with Russia, China, Iran, Belarus, Uzbekistan, Vietnam, Myanmar, among others in Barquisimeto, which is in Venezuela. Venezuela. The military exercise had the purpose of exhibiting their techniques and capabilities in use of armored vehicles, AK-47s, ammunition, long-distance shooting with snipers, and remote-controlled drones. I heard it's kind of like the the Olympics of of like foreign fighters, games. right? Yeah. It says these acts will be held until August 27th and will be held in different locations in in Lara State, including the Tarpama Military Fort, where the Review of the facilities where the sniper border training is carried out, a new modality that premieres in the country. Says Russian interest in military maneuvers in Venezuela. Likewise, according to information from the press, the Bolivian Bolivarian force from the Russian Federation, the maintenance and integral preparation of the T-72 armored vehicle was carried out, which will compete in the tank battalion discipline. Or tank biathlon discipline. Oh, I wonder if this is going to be on the Ocho. I yeah, I want to see. <laughs> I want to watch a tank biathlon. What the hell does that include? That sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. Get it? What, what was Jason Bateman's character in Dodgeball? Get him like announcing it. <laughs> Cotton. <laughs> that was a hell of a tank, Cotton. <laughs> I just watched that show not too long ago. <laughs> Oh, it's great from watching Ozark and then going back and seeing oh, Jason yeah. Bateman and that. It's freaking hilarious. It says the, the Spanish paper indicated that this type of event is condu- conducive to the organization of an arms market, which turns Venezuela into the Persian market for remote-controlled weapons. <laughs> In this sense, various groups of buyers, including criminal organizations, drug traffickers, and adventurers, come to acquire the latest developments in sophisticated weapons, Points out the ABC. So, also, Iranian drones are being assembled in Venezuela. Um, says, in addition, within the framework of these investments, Iran built a factory for drone assembly in Caracas, which were modernized and armed in Venezuela. These teams that were previously known as Mohayer 2 have the name Antonio Jose du Sucre, 100, or ANSU 100, under nationalization. With respect, both Israel and the American chain CNN warned that Russian interest in visiting Venezuela to learn about weapons capacity of these devices. Why are we concerned about this? Like, why yeah. Why does another country, like, doing military operations in another country, why does that bother us when we're fucking doing this all the time in Europe? Yeah. Like, I understand 
the direct concern, like, wow, they're really fucking close. Yeah. And um, the the criminal networks that could be getting their hands on this shit. But how often does do criminal criminal networks get their hands on our shit? Yeah, that gets Fast sent and to the you? Furious, anybody? Yeah, I mean, or, I mean, we just read about how only 30% of our weapons get to the, the yeah. Ukrainian fighters right. in Ukraine. Yeah. And most of it's going to, like, the black market right. and All shit. those weapons left behind in Afghanistan. I mean, Benghazi was a huge arms sale. I yeah. mean, yeah. Right. It's like we <laughs> we don't even have a leg to stand on to yeah. be like, you guys can't do that. Yeah. You dirty rats, you can't do it. It's just like, whoa, right. whoa, whoa. You guys set the precedent here right. yeah. for uh, doing military operations, military sales with uh, close close neighbors. Um, so we're just, just following your, your, yeah. your example that you set in Europe right. for the last 50 years plus right. since World War II, probably. Well, and like we had talked about, I mean, in trying to, you know, stop the... the mobility of communism you know how much bad did the united states do all and, kinds of it and now you have these countries that are coming together because you know the united states and it's like you know do you really blame them i mean vietnam myanmar i mean and even if it's not to like fuck with the united states it's like you don't really have a place to dictate yeah. who they do deals it, it kind of <laughs> it sounds like I mean, you always hear about the, you know, seeing these movies, like these these arms deals, like these like conventions of bad guys, you know, coming together as like the newest missile launcher modeled by Heidi here. And I can just see that happening there. And I really want to go. <laughs> yes. Yes, me too. I, I just watched the, the Minions movie, oh, The Rise yeah. of Gru. Okay. And that kind of reminds me of when all the super villains, villains <laughs> yes. kind of get together yeah. and show off the latest and greatest tech and that's that's probably what this is. Yeah, it's like yeah. the meeting of the supervillains, and <laughs> I mean, sounds pretty badass to me. Right? I mean, I know. the rise of Gru made supervillains look kind of like badasses. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, it's great. Uh, you should watch it. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> I, how does a movie like that come out? It's <laughs> like, how do we praise supervillainy? We gotta like, there's gotta be people out there protesting oh, yeah. that we like. <laughs> Uh, put such glamour onto super villainry, oh, right. yeah. And in such a world of violent times, we are we are building the super villains up as the good guys. How do we? How do you live? With, how do you sleep at night knowing that you watched that film? <laughs> really good, actually. <laughs> Let's move on. Well, so, uh, what do you think of that? Do you are are you concerned about Russia and China and? I <clears throat> Uzbekistan. Or I'll be whoever. honest. I'm not. I'm not concerned about the fact that they're operating war games down there. I think what it does show is that as there is a NATO, the United States is you know networked with other countries. Right. You know there is a anti-NATO. Right. The, the anti-NATO. <laughs> and so coming there's... soon to theaters. Anti-NATO. <laughs> so there's all these countries that are kind of you know watching each other's asses and. On the other side of things, and that's just... That's I mean, a- they got to, like, uh, have alliances, too. Absolutely. I mean, whether or not they're on the right side or the wrong side or whatever, yeah. their own fucking side, they think they're in the right, and they're mm-hmm. not going to just be like, you know what, we better not involve right. ourselves with other people because we don't want to get them in trouble. No, it's like, dude, you got my back. I got your... Yeah. You're, you're a pretty small country. Um, yeah. I got... I got tanks you got drones we yeah. could all work together right. and share and if if things kick off i just want to know you got my back i right. mean that's yeah. what nato and is it's not like that's... they're sitting around being like 
yeah, you know, we're going to have a supervillain convention down there, you know, all us bad guys. I mean, maybe they are. You know, maybe well, uh, we you can't know, that put would it be past them. Very self-aware of them. Yeah, so maybe maybe they're just like, you know, this supervillain is like <laughs> way There's real more, money in this. Yeah, it's way bigger deal than <laughs> being on the good side. Yeah, who so, does that? Yeah. <laughs> let's move on. We're still in still in like Central America though. We're let's move up to Mexico. Mexico. Uh, Mexico. I don't remember this story. Do you remember the story of the disappearance of... There's so many disappearances in Mexico. Yeah, it's like, do you remember the story of the students that disappeared in Mexico? It's like, which which time? What ones? When? Which one? Apparently, this was in 2014, and it was a big deal, because it involved, like, corrupt police officers. In Mexico. And (laughs) in Mexico. Um, And it involved possibly drug cartels in, In in Mexico. And it involved, like, torture and disappearance of these students in Mexico. Mexico. So, you know, we narrowed that down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The only thing that narrowed right. it down was 2014. And there's probably right. like six other events in yeah, 2014. Right. Yeah. Sorry, Mexico. <laughs> we don't. You check all the boxes. <laughs> yes. Well, apparently, the top prosecutor that was involved in that case has been arrested for his own role in the disappearance of these students. Which explains why they never found them. Yeah. <laughs> in the very least, he was like involved in the cover-up of it, but yeah. his arrest warrant, um, he was arrested on charges of forced disappearance, torture, and obstruction of justice. So sounds it sounds like he, sounds had, like he had a heavy hand, hand in yeah, it, yes. Right. Like he was driving the bus. <laughs> right. <laughs> says, Mexico on Friday arrested a former top prosecutor who led the heavy heavily criticized investigation into the disappearance of 43 students in 2014 on charges of forced disappearance, torture, and obstruction of justice. Jesus Murillo Karam is the highest profile arrest so far in connection with the case, which shocked the nation and the world. The former attorney general is considered the architect of the so-called historic truth version. So he's the one that wrote the mainstream narrative. Right. It'd be like... um, Whoever wrote the 9-11 report, right. he's that guy. Um, so he's the, the architect of the mainstream version of events, says, presented in 2015 by the government of then-president Enrique Nieto, which was widely rejected, including by relatives. Current president Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador reopened the investigation shortly after his election in 2018. Murillo, a former heavyweight of the once-dominant Institutional Revolutionary Party who lives in Mexico City, was arrested outside his home, according to a statement from the Attorney General's office. Uh, It says the 43 students from Ayotzinapa Rural Teachers College in the southwest state of Guerrero went missing as they were traveling by bus to a demonstration. Investigators say they were detained by corrupt police and handed over to a drug cartel. Which what kind of demonstration? Was it to it, demonstrate it, against the cartels? It doesn't say. It just says a demonstration. Uh-huh. And so I, that makes me wonder if that's what they were involved with, like a demonstration against the government or against the people that right. had like perpetrated this. They're like, yeah, we're going to shut you guys up. So the investigators say they were detained by corrupt police and handed over to a drug cartel, which mistook them for members of a rival gang. But exactly what happened to them has been hotly disputed. 
According to the official report, cartel members killed the students and incinerated the remains at a rubbish dump, but those conclusions were rejected by families as well as independent experts and the office of the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights. So they probably they they captured them thinking they were rival gang or rival cartel members. Mm. Then they were like, "Shit, you got the wrong bus." Well, they've already seen our faces, so we might as well kill them. Or or Whatever they're demonstrating against, maybe the government didn't like this so much, and they're like, take care of yeah. these guys and make it look like it was a cartel thing, because everybody yeah. will believe the cartel killed them. Right, absolutely. And then, as we know, the cartel kind of works hand-in-hand with not mm-hmm. only the Mexican government, but also like the CIA and right. the FBI here, and we have cartels on our payroll that fight the bad cartels. There's the good cartels, you know? Right. <laughs> have you ever watched... Uh, um, what was it? Uh, Sons of Anarchy, I think. Oh no! Like there was, they started working with the cartel, and they found out that the cartel was actually involved with the FBI oh. because they were trying to take out the other cartel. Okay, so they were working with the better yeah. of the two cartels. I don't know. <laughs> so, anyway, there's a lot of corruption. Yeah, right. all that to say. There's a lot of corruption. So yes. it'd be easy to peg it on a cartel and be like, oh, it's clearly drug cartels. Right. And they probably thought they were rival gang members. And uh, that's the end of the story, guys. And the, the family members were like, something doesn't add yeah. up. Because last I heard, they were going to demonstrate against you guys. Right, yeah. <laughs> it, but it doesn't really give a lot into yeah. the details, unfortunately, because it sounds like a Hollywood film. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I heard that they they found some bone fragments at the dump, mm. and they think that might be part of what may have happened to him. Says Murillo's arrest came a day after Mexico's top human rights official uh, called the students' disappearance a state crime, and the military bore at least partial responsibility, either directly or through negligence. Mm. Their actions, omissions, or participation allowed the disappearance and execution of the students, as well as the murder of six other people. So, it, it says, um, Encinas also said the highest level of Nieto's administration orchestrated a cover-up in the aftermath of the incident. So not so if they weren't directly involved, they were at least involved in covering this right. up yeah. and and washing like whitewashing it yeah. to make it look. Like something it wasn't. I mean, could you imagine this asshole? Like, okay, he's responsible for covering this up, but then going to the families, being like, "We are doing everything in our power to find them." Yeah, and he happens to be directly related to it, but he's the investigate, the top investigator on the scene. It's just like, no, uh, why don't you guys go look over there? Yeah, Uh, right. I I I saw something moving over there. Go look over there. Oh, don't worry about this. There's nothing here. Just go. I mean, it'd be easy for him to be like, "No, you're not going to keep looking into this lead because that's not." That's not the direction yeah. it, it leads. I mean, he could steer the investigation wherever oh, he wants it to. But to be kissing the parents' ass, mm. you know, and then on the other hand, just, do, you know, making sure they never find out. What do you think happens to this guy? Oh, yeah, I, I think he's going to get shanked in prison. I think he's going to be brutally, like, murdered somehow. Yeah. Um says publicizing atrocity or atrocious inhumane inhuman situation and at the same time punishing those responsible helps to prevent those deplorable events from happening again said the pr- current president and strengthens institutions so it also could be like you know this guy's a rival politician i was just gonna he's, say that he's on the other party yeah. uh, let's take that guy out yeah. i mean you just never know with politics oh these absolutely days. yeah nope 
So I I just found that bizarre. That is really felt bizarre. Like talking about it, but we got a couple more things. We're we got about ten minutes left, so let's keep going. Have we talked about COVID recently? Uh, you know, I think it's been a minute. Has it been? Has it? There been a long enough gap in time of us taking a break from COVID that we can return to talk about no, COVID. There, there's so. never <laughs> no. an appropriate amount of time, but we're going to anyway. So there's there's two things about COVID here. Number one, the Wuhan lab. You remember the Wuhan lab? Yes. The yeah. thing that we're not allowed to speak of? Yeah. I was thinking about getting it tattooed on me. Yeah. Uh, the lab that happened to be working with bats in COVID and mm-hmm. happens to be the territory that the COVID virus broke out in, uh, naturally, in the wet markets, yeah. obviously nothing to do with the fact that they were may or may not have been doing um, gain-of-function research there that will, may or may not have been directly funded by the NIH here. Yes. Well, they're back in the news because apparently the NIH has decided to stop giving them money. <laughs> Oh, well, that's a twist. Right? Like, son of a bitch. It's like, well, I mean, we weren't funding them, but we're no longer going to fund <laughs> yeah, them. Right. So now we're really not funding we are, them. We're, we're not funding them so hard now. It says the U.S. National Institute of Health has ended a subgrant to the laboratory in China located where the first COVID-19 cases were identified in 2019. It says U.S.-based Echo Health Alliance was granted... Three point seven million. So you now remember that was what was the dude's name that was directly like sending gain of function research money, and we were funding. We weren't funding yeah. them, but we were funding this guy, and he was right. funding them. Do you yeah. remember? I can't remember the guy's name, but no. he was Echo Health Alliance. Yeah. He worked for Fauci, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But uh, yeah, he was working for Echo Health Alliance, and right. that's where the money funneled through to get to Wuhan Lab. So the NIH could say. Yeah, you know, we don't fund them. But it says Echo Health Alliance was granted $3.7 million starting in 2014, right about the time that Obama said, we yep. no longer We're not doing it. Uh, fund gain-of-function research to study bat-related coronaviruses. It conveyed some of the money to the Wuhan Institute of Virology located in China. The grant was renewed in 2019, but suspended in 2020 because of concerns that grantees were failing to comply with conditions attached to the money. Peter Dazak. Dazak, there you go. Yes. So in 2020, it was suspended because the the grantees weren't complying with the conditions attached. Mm-hmm. You know, when we say, now, now this is not for gain-of-function research. Yeah. Here you go, wink, wink, wink. Yeah, right. And then in 2020, when all this shit comes out, they're like, well, you kind of weren't following our rules that we set here, so they suspended it in 2020. It says the NIH's review of the concerns has concluded Dr. Michael Lauer, an NIH deputy director, revealed in a letter on August 19th. It determined that all the problems cannot be fixed. Therefore, the NIH informed Echo Health Alliance that the sub-award to the Wuhan lab is terminated for a failure to meet award terms and conditions required provisions of records to NIH upon request. You know what this tells me? Huh? Is that... Something's about covering their Yep, they're covering their own ass now. They're like, well, we gave them specific guidelines that they needed to follow and they no 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 no. wait go back to 2020 when all this shit came out they specifically were like no we were we were giving money to echo health and they were giving money to that so how come now they can fucking come out and be like 
we're suspending this grant for Wuhan. It's just like yeah. they knew that money was going there. So they're all all their denial in 2020 right. doesn't fucking add up now when they can just cut that off and be like, well, we're not cutting off funding to Echo Health, but we're cutting off the grant that goes yeah. to Wuhan. Well, and again, why aren't you hearing about this anywhere else? Oh, yeah. So nobody else is going to hear about it or care about it. No, it's just going to breeze by because mm-hmm. we got midterms. We got... Yep. Um, I'm going to talk in a minute. The CDC is relaxing their their COVID uh, right. restrictions and all their COVID guidelines. All of a sudden, it's just like, right. well, you we don't have to do this or that. But this isn't going to hit mainstream news. This is from no. Zero Hedge, which yeah. does a lot of the not-so-mainstream. says, grants from the U.S. government come with certain conditions, including timely reporting of results and adequate monitoring of experiments. The Echo Health Alliance failed to perform a review of the research conducted under the grant, which included making bat coronaviruses more dangerous. Boom. <laughs> it's right there. So can, is are we allowed now to say that this potentially could be a lab leak scenario? Are we allowed yet to say this? You can, and but no one's going to listen. Says the agency in January said Echo Health Alliance failed to comply with other conditions with the grant. What were the other conditions? That would be a great question. Don't let it out. <laughs> the NIH asked for plans to correct the failures, which was provided on February 4th, and the NIH determined that the plans were set, uh, were sufficient. Separately, though, the NIH asked Echo Health in 2021 and again in January for lab notebooks and original files from the research conducted at the Wuhan lab. It has not received them, according to the new letter. So instead of canceling the sub-award to Wuhan lab because Echo Health Alliance is not meeting your requirements, why don't you end all fucking funding to that that company altogether until— they do what they're told. Why don't you fucking subpoena these records right. and be like, you know what? You are a U.S.-based uh, health or whatever company, mm-hmm. and we have these concerns. I mean, the fucking Senate could come out and subpoena these records whenever Absolutely. they wanted to, yeah. but instead they're just playing this this freaking little pass-the-buck game. It's just like, well, we're just not going to give you that money to go to Wuhan anymore. Yeah. It's like, no, cut them off completely. Yeah, yeah. It says uh, Echo Health executives have said that it passed along the request, but has not heard back from the WIV. The refusal, so maybe they have, and it just disappeared in transit right. somewhere. Yeah. It's just like, well, guys, um, you didn't. And they're like, whoa, we did pass it along, but we haven't received it. So obviously, we can't release this to the it, public. It sounds a lot to me like a a bus of forty three students. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just disappeared. <laughs> says the NIH has determined that the WIV, so Echo Health passed it to the WIV, who is supposed to pass it to the NIH. Right. She's like, just fucking go get yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. He's down the hall, man. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, WIV is the, the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Oh, okay. So Echo Health said they passed it along, the request to... Wuhan, but Wuhan hasn't gotten back to Echo Labs, oh, okay. so that's why they're like, "Well, just cut off Wuhan or whatever." It's like they're like, uh, "We've been busy testing fish for COVID." Okay, <sighs> so what do you think? It's ridiculous to me that again they're going to start releasing stuff, 
But nobody's paying attention. Nobody no. cares. No, because and, we got Mar-a-Lago getting raided. We've yeah. got all these domestic terrorists on the loose flying mm-hmm. their Betsy Ross flags right. and um, yep. being anarcho-capitalists and yep. stuff. So Midterms coming up. You got the anti-inflation bill. I mean, yeah. it's just, yeah. I mean, we also, like I said, uh, on the same lines with COVID, the CDC came out last week and said, uh, all those things that we've been doing to, for two years, you don't got to do those anymore. Don't worry, COVID's not dangerous anymore. Yeah. Even though they just made part of the city like mask up like yeah. a month ago here. Right. There was, yeah, there was a lot of people masked up. It says the CDC has relaxed COVID-19 guidelines and drops quarantine requirement. Just out of nowhere. It's just like, you know, this quarantine thing, you, yeah. you, you don't got to do this anymore. New York City, Chicago, you guys just... Just chill. Now, now the whole theory behind this is because of all the strict guidelines we implemented for the last two and a half years and the vaccine that has allowed COVID to evolve right. to such a minor, like, dangerous state that we don't have to do yeah. these things anymore. Yeah. But wouldn't you think that if these things actually work the way they're supposed to, they'd be like, guys, even though, even though this isn't as strong or isn't as contagious as it used to be, we still should take the same precautions by like maintaining the bullshit six foot of social right. distancing, the quarantining for 10 yeah. days or whatever. We should still do that just in case so it doesn't become the super right. contagion it was. No, no. Uh, the CDC recommendations apply to everyone, it says. But changes could be particularly important for schools, which resume classes this month in many parts of the country. The nation's top public health agency on Thursday relaxed its COVID-19 guidelines, dropping the recommendation that Americans quarantine themselves if they come into close contact with an infected person. So that that goes away. But 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 here's the problem, though. They're going to relax it, but people aren't going to relax it. People mm-hmm. are going to be like, well, yeah, the CDC says it, but just we want to be sa- our customers to be safe. So we we're not going to relax. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Says the CDC also said people no longer need to stay six feet away from each other. How does that apply? Yeah, how does that fucking apply? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like, how do you, for two and a half years, say the the way to battle this is obviously germs have a six-foot social distancing guideline themselves. So if you stay within six feet, you're not going to transmit it. Now, now COVID's still going around, and we got monkeypox on, which... Do we still got to masturbate six feet from each other? I, I think Remunky? so, yes. Yeah, is that still? Yeah. Th- okay. Yeah. Uh, it says, <laughs> the changes which come more than two and a half years after the start of the pandemic are driven by a recognition that an estimate 95% of Americans 16 and older have acquired some level of immunity. Wow. So, so wait a second. <laughs> because six months ago, a year ago. Yeah. Some levels of immunity was not good enough. Right, right. Some levels of immunity, 95%, because I guarantee you 95% of the country is not vaccinated. Oh, hell yeah. A year ago, the only immunity that was at all acceptable was a full-blown four-dose whatever of vaccines. Yeah. And now it's like, well, now 95% of Americans have acquired some level of immunity. Do you know what some of that is? It's people who have already had it yeah. that we've been saying for two and a half yeah. fucking years. It's right. like if you get it, you have some level of yeah. immunity to it. And now that's acceptable now because yeah. guess what's in a month and a half? Midterm, Midterm election. Yep. So we're going to make the numbers go like drastically yeah. different 
because and make people all happy yep. and people you know people will forget all the bullshit oh, that fuck, they've yeah. been put through for two and a half years it's yeah. just like oh everything's back to normal yeah like like things are fine uh, yeah. look how bang up job our government's doing right. we're back to yeah they beat the, they beat the corona yes uh it says the current conditions of the pandemic are very different from those of the last two years all of a sudden right all of a sudden in the month of august 2022 COVID just magically changed. Yeah. Magically uh, turned around. It's just like, you know, I don't want to infect people so much yeah. anymore. It, it, Had to change your part. It's like the common cold now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the fatality like... rate is only 0.003% now. <laughs> you know, you know they're going to say this shit. Oh, I know. You know they're going to come out and be like, yeah. guys, why are you so worried about going out to vote? Because. Yeah. COVID only is about as effective as a bad cold these right. days. And they're just going to regurgitate yeah, the same everything shit that we've been that saying, we've been saying for the last for couple of years. Half years. Yeah. Uh, the recommendations apply to everyone in the U.S., but the changes could be particularly important for schools. Perhaps the biggest education-related change is the end of the recommendation that schools do routine daily testing. Were they doing that? I didn't know they were. Not in Iowa, they weren't. <laughs> Although that practice can be reinstated in certain situations during a surge in, a, in infections. The CDC also dropped a test-to-stay rep- recommendation, which said students exposed to COVID-19 could regularly test instead of quarantining at home to keep attending school. With no quarantine recommendations anymore. So no, not, no not, quarantine yeah. recommendations. If it's you not- get it, you know, then... You know, maybe just distance yourself. Yeah, so the, it says the testing option disappears, too. Yeah. Masks continue to be recommended only in areas where community transmission is deemed high or if a person is considered at high risk. You, you know, the same... <laughs> All right. All right, I got to calm down here. So, two and a half years ago, I'm yes. pretty sure we said, you know, if there's an area where... You're really susceptible to getting COVID. Maybe don't go there. Right. Or if you're already a person of high risk being infected. You wear the mask. Maybe you should wear a fucking yeah. mask and not go places. Yeah. That's what they're saying now. Yeah. Like, again, regurgitating yeah. Did you all go to medical things. school? I mean, is that something no, you picked uh, up? No. I didn't. How, I don't, wow. I, no. How did you know that then? I'm uh, <laughs> just really, really smart. School districts across the U.S. have scaled back their COVID precautions in recent weeks, even before the latest guidance was issued. Some have promised to return to pre-pandemic schooling. Public schools in L.A. are ending weekly COVID tests, instead making at-home tests available to families. Schools in North Carolina's Wake County also dropped weekly testing. Uh, Let's see. The, The American Federation of Teachers... Do you remember them? Yes. Do you remember they were the ones pushing more stay at home? Yep. More like uh yeah. online schooling, more uh lockdown yep. procedures. Afraid for their lives. The American Federation of Teachers, one of the nation's largest teachers unions, has welcomed the guidelines. So they're on board too. No. Well they're yeah. not so afraid anymore. They're not writing out their will in class. <laughs> do you remember that? Yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> Says after they said after two years of uncertainty, uncertainty and disruption, we need an as normal year as possible. Fuck so them. we can focus like 
a laser on what the kids need. What a, what happened to the last two years of what the fucking kids needed? Yeah. Like, right. we didn't give two shits about what the kids oh, needed. Yeah. The fact that it, it like... Damaged them psychologically, uh, yeah. their their uh, development by not seeing, being able to see faces for right. two and a half fucking yeah. years. Nobody cared about uh, the kids' laser right. needs. Yeah, yeah, normal, normal as possible. Then, yeah, no, it was all about whatever this freaking bullshit. Yeah. Uh, mantra that they kept screaming trust the science well here we are again a classic example of why we don't trust the science because the science just fucking changes flips on a dime it's not even like oh we we, we're just gonna phase this thing out Mm -hmm. as it goes because remember or like last year sometime it was like full-blown the end of the world is near like the dark winter then all of a sudden you're gonna kill grandma it's like guys um you don't have to mask up in public anymore it's like yeah. What the fuck? Just a week ago, you were right. saying everybody was going to die. Yeah. One week ago. Yeah, it's they not... were just saying numbers were up again. Yeah. Right? Yeah, now it's like, yeah, you know, it's it's okay. And they, I mean, they were saying numbers were up a month ago today. Yeah. And we were just like, nobody's going to buy this shit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, eh, we don't got to do yeah. anything. And, and no the reason quarantine. why is because nobody bought the shit. Yeah. No quarantine. The teachers' unions are like, guys, we got to fo- re- we yeah. really got to focus we, on the kids. kids need us. And just think about the children, guys. Yeah, think, think about, about the, the children. children. Well, that's about. We are about over time. I do have one more um, push towards uh, the uh, freaking midterms, and I think that's all the the COVID restrictions oh, yeah. letting up was. It was is. hey, we're heading into midterms. We got to make the people yeah. happy again. Yeah. We got to make them look like we were doing stuff. Just like the Inflation Reduction Act happened to get passed a month right. before, two months before. Just like. Um, he like President Biden single handedly dropped gas prices down right. what yeah. a fraction of what they went up yeah. over the summer. Yeah. Uh all just in oh, time. And, just in and time for midterm he election. Killed one of the nine eleven co conspirators. Oh yeah. Single he he took him out with his oh, bare yeah. knuckles. Um <laughs> speaking of the midterm elections, I'm not gonna get into this one. I just wanted to point this one out. Apparently, TikTok is teaching influencers about the U.S. midterm election rules. So they're coming out with new election yeah. rules. They're going to start freaking cracking down and censoring on TikTok, a yeah. Chinese propaganda right, site, yeah. website already. So we might as well ramp up our, our own propaganda. Yeah. It says TikTok, which isn't it, is this still Chinese-owned? Why the I, fuck, I, does, I why so, the fuck yeah. does China care about our midterm elections? <laughs> says TikTok's taking extra measures to limit misinformation and violations of its policies ahead of the midterm elections. The video platform announced new steps to ensure influencers understand that paid political ads are prohibited. That you know I'm fine with that. Honestly, I'm fine if every social media platform's like no fucking paid political ads. Oh, absolutely. We don't, yeah. None. Just uh, exit oh, yeah. across the board. No. I yeah, I don't want to see it on YouTube. I don't want to see it on TV. I don't want to see any paid political ads. Right. I'm over all of it. So. Yes. What were you going to you you started to say something. Oh, they when you said uh limit like misinformation. I mean <laughs> there are conspiracy theories on TikTok that blow my freaking mind. Like There's so There's much. a guy that says that he is he comes on and he's like I exited the matrix today. Again? Yes. Yeah, I mean he's just like and he'll explain it and like talk about it and and I'm just like now really? all you're doing right now is calling these people out. So all the interesting stuff on TikTok <laughs> is going to go away. Now, 
Now let's not limit the teeny boppers dancing around in their their underwear. Right. right yeah. Let's not let's not yeah, put it into that. Because that's perfectly normal. For full-grown adults to turn on their phones and see teeny boppers dancing in their underwear right. all day, but but we got we got to get rid of dangerous election misinformation right. because yeah. that's what's fucking important. Yeah, right. Not the pedophiles that are creeping on the girls dancing in their underwear right. on TikTok. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I feel like TikTok has so many other fucking problems. Then, <laughs> yes, does anybody get on TikTok to look for election information? No. I hope not. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I hear stuff coming out of my teenager. It's like, oh, did you know it's blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. no, that never happened. Where oh, did you hear that? Yeah. Oh, uh, on TikTok. Yeah. All the, everything you hear on TikTok, you should just yeah. it's understand that's probably uh, not a true. A friend of my wife's was talking to her and she's like, yeah, so and so was talking about this politically, this politically, this politically that she heard on TikTok. And it's like, what do they push this in school? Do they just tell the kids, "Hey, go to this TikTok person and watch get your I, I, news"? That's I mean, probably um, that's probably American civics now. They just scroll through TikTok and like comment on different. Right. Uh, You're probably not wrong at all. Yeah, that that's their civics class yeah. now is scrolling through TikTok. My civics class was watching the damn coverage of 9-11 and leading up to the war on terror. That was actually yeah. literally my t- my civics class every day because 9-11 happened while I was in civics, and then every day after that for the whole quarter was, which I feel like that was probably unhealthy for yeah, a right. high school oh, student. <clears throat> but um, just imagine today's world, though, the oh, amount right. of propaganda that's in their face constantly. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm fine if they want to... Uh, prohibit all forms oh, of political yeah. ads. Yeah. I, I I feel like the radio should follow suit. Yep. I feel like yeah. Uh, like you said, YouTube should follow suit. Yeah. Uh, Hulu, Netflix, whatever. Yeah. I don't want to see any of nope. that bullshit. So nope. just, I mean, we're all for free speech, but Absolutely. political ads should be banned Absolutely. across the board. Yes. Like do, paid. Do not waste my time. I think political ads. I think there should be more grassroots political. Like I think, oh yeah, there should. That these paid for by CPAC the people or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, or, people for Biden. Yeah, or it's just like, like all these billions of dollars yeah. going in. It's just like no, I want to see um, Rick Shoemaker or whatever come on and be like, I don't know how I'm paying for this, uh, but vote for me. Yeah, I right. support this and this. Absolutely, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's all we need. I don't want to hear. <laughs> um, Whatever, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene supports Donald Trump. Right, yeah. Paid yeah. for by BidenforPresident.org <laughs> in support of uh, Rick Shoemaker for Senate. <laughs> it's like, yeah, right. It's like all these, just get rid of them all. We yeah. don't need them all. Yeah. I mean, does have you ever watched a political ad and been like, you know, I'm going to vote for that guy no. ever once? No. Have you ever watched a political ad and actually thought, I want to go out and vote now? Yeah. No, it's more like yeah. I fucking hate politics. Yeah. It's it's like, come on, you're wasting my fucking time. Like it makes me want to vote even less. Yeah, exactly. I... It's like I'm not going to vote for you just because you interrupted my show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, TikTok has so many other concerns yeah. than just this. That, I mean, the fact. The fact that they're already like blowing this out up, like, well, we're going to educate our influencers about midterm election mm-hmm. rules. It's like, tell your influencers to shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, I, I mean, that's really how you. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Social media influencers. I could go on a spiel about how these. 
Uh, I feel like social media influencers never organically become what they are. Right. I, I feel like there is, I don't know, you call it maybe a, a Fed element, maybe a Hollywood element or something mm-hmm. that like boosts these people to where they are right. because – I mean, it's always these people in like L.A. and shit like right. that. It's never like yeah. some Iowa, right? Yeah, corn farm kid that yeah. becomes. No, it's like all these people that live like yeah. two blocks from yeah. Hollywood. Some it's kid like that... we built this on our own yeah. with our YouTube channel. It's yeah. like really, yeah. really, you you made billions of dollars by doing stupid shit on right. YouTube yeah. on your own yeah. without any. Out- yeah. It's kind of like the they they should put the paid for by Hollywood. <laughs> HollywoodSmellsKids.com, you know, <laughs> just they—they they should be forced to put who yeah. has boosted them to right. this prominent. No, position. I agree. I agree. Anyway, that was—that was a soapbox I'd never got, intended to get into. But midterm elections are coming up. Yeah. So, and, and then you know, as soon as that's done, you know, come January, we're going to be smack dab in the presidential. Oh God, really? Already? Yeah. Yeah, primaries are. I mean, they did kind of do the CPAC, the Republican CPAC or whatever, uh, kicked off in Texas already before the midterm. So, yeah, yeah, we got that to look forward to. Uh, I'm not ready to go and do another election year. No, election year? You're talking two years. Well, no, I know that. Because they they seem to get longer every year. Yeah, election year has turned into two fucking years now because primaries will be probably like, what, summer of next year? Probably. Maybe. So, Yeah. yeah, they'll be. Pushing that shit Jeez. real hard. I don't know. God bless. That's all the news we have for this weekend. <laughs> you got anything else to add? <sighs> no, I can't think. I, yeah, I think we covered everything that's out there right now. The CDC stuff gives me the biggest headache out of all of them. Yeah. Out of, like, hands down, like, mind-blowing yeah, right. headache. Yeah, like you said, because of the way they're changing everything now. So... Like the Fed stuff, the FBI coming out with these all these slogans saying, "Hey, that, you're that was all, coming." Yeah, we yeah. we we know we yeah. knew that we knew that was coming. Um, but yeah. that tells me they're building up to like we kind of um, predicted, I guess, on our show with Jose that uh, there's going to be another event. Right. Made there's they're they're building up to some event. Whether I mean, I think we had said we thought that they wanted January 6th to be yeah. that event, but right. it, t- it turned out happen. to be yeah. a big fucking joke. So they joke. need something bigger. Yeah. And so the fact that they're pushing yeah. that all these groups are extremists, if they have this or if that, if you know somebody yeah. that has a tattoo of the Punisher skull, right. he may be an extremist. So yeah. watch out. Watch your back. It's, it's like the the freaking Red Scare all over again. Right. Like yeah. the blacklist, just like... Mm-hmm. Uh, if, do you have a commie neighbor? Call our yeah. FBI hotline right. and turn in your commie neighbor if you're a true American. Yeah. Do you have an MVE living next to you? Yeah. Are you a true American? Because if if you have an MVE, a militarily violent yeah. extremist living next yeah. to you, you may not know it, but if you suspect it, it is your duty yeah. to turn in. Do they fly the American flag? <laughs> do they listen to the national anthem? Do they, they are, listen to Lee Greenwood? <laughs> you be a patriot, not... A patriot. Yeah, be a non-patriot. And do you love your ch- country? Turn in patriots that fly American flags because yeah. they're extremists. And yeah. you're, I don't even like how like if uh, you yeah. can't call yourself a patriot, you can't say you love your country. Right. You can't play country music. <laughs> so what do you call them then? Yeah. A pawn. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. We got to get out of here for real. Yeah. Make sure you check us out all over social media. Be back tomorrow night. 7 p.m. Central Standard Time for our main episode, which, as always, will be fun. 
Yeah. I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but <laughs> we're going to talk us. about it, and we're going to talk so hard about it. Yeah. Make sure you join us for that. Share this all over social media, far and wide, so we can get our name out there. If you want to support us in any way, shape, or form, besides your beautiful ear holes that you listen to us with, you can go to patreon.com forward slash break the bell and sign up for any of those uh, levels and have access to bonus content, merch options, all these different options that are out there that we always forget to plug on each show. We do have Patreon, so help us out. Support us, patreon.com forward slash break the bell. We need to get some products so we can like just show them, you know, like yeah. the shirts and I stuff. I have the bug shirt, so I should yeah. bring it in tomorrow. Because this whole bug narrative is coming out heavy and hard, oh, yeah. too. Yeah. So, yeah, do that. Share us. Yes. Otherwise, enjoy the rest of your weekend, a couple hours that are left. Um, get out and uh, get away from all the, the bullshit that we're shoving down your throats right now. Um, just be a human and enjoy yourself. I like that. Be human. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zielinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking. <laughs>